I'm Doug Ray, and welcome to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show, and thank you for spending some of your weekend with us. Bryce Payne is here in the studio with me. Hey, Bryce, what's going on? Good morning, Doug. How are you doing? I am doing well, and I'm ready to get into what I think is going to be a very, very interesting show for folks. I agree. Let's get into it. All right. For those of you who are new, Ray Financial and the Wealth Guardians is a local independent firm that works with folks seven to ten years from retirement, as well as those who are already retired. And most people don't know how to turn their retirement savings into accounts that provide a steady flow of income once that paycheck is gone. And I have focused my practice on retirement income planning. You know, history shows there's two powerful truths when it comes to finances in retirement. Number one, what got you to retirement was not necessarily going to get you through retirement. And two, most importantly, losses mean more than gains in retirement once you aren't drawing a paycheck. And Doug, we say this every week, and I'll say it again. We practice on the fiduciary standard, not the suitability standard. And what that simply means, for anyone who doesn't know, that means we are required to make recommendations that are solely in your best interests, not ours. And before we get started, I want to salute our military veterans and our first responders. Thank you for everything you have done for us, what you do for us, and what you will do for us. Absolutely, and I want to extend a gracious, gracious thank you to the families of our soldiers and our first responders out there as well. You guys take a brunt of all of that sweat and agony as well, so thank you to the families. You know, in today's world, longevity is increasing, and it means people just live longer. That puts more pressure on retirement plans to provide that income for potentially, you know, 20, 30 years in retirement or even longer. You know, in addition, pensions, they're just not around much anymore. Not too much. In the past, pension income was a staple to most people's retirement plans, you know, along with a Social Security check. Right. That's just not the case. You know, people are are, uh, living longer in retirement and and without a pension. So that's going to put more pressure on that retirement nest egg you've built up. You've got to make that income uh, provide you and your spouse for a much longer period of time. And pressure you to save properly to build that nest egg in the first place. And also, some of the old retirement strategies just don't work well, just like, you know, like they used to. Some of them, quite honestly, are just plain wrong and obsolete. So today, we're going to be sharing many of the updated strategies that you need to consider. And that's in order to have a successful retirement plan and bring it into the 21st century. So let's get started. Let's bring it in. Okay. So I guess the best place, Doug, for us to start is you mentioned you have to plan for a retirement that could last not 10, not 20 years, but 30 years or even longer. Talk about that. Yeah. You know, a few generations ago, people started working in their 20s. They worked for the same company for you know, 40 years until they retired. Then they had a pension and they had Social Security. Then they lived for 10, maybe 20 years in retirement. Today, people might retire at 65, but they could live 30 years in retirement. And it's very unlikely they only work for one employer. Pretty rare. We don't see that too often. Not at all. And and now most, you know, corporations don't offer that pension. It's a dying breed. So the retirement strategy today has to assume you're going to need enough money to last at least 30 years. You know, I always have given in the past the example of my wife's uh, grandfather, Pop-Pop. He, 
he died at 104, and I think he passed away back in 2012 or so. But Pop-Pop was a postal inspector. He started in 1932, retired in 1962, but he had a great pension in Social Security. You know, by the time he had passed away, his pension was multiples larger than his active duty salary. We just don't have that stuff available to us anymore. So you got to have a robust nest egg to be able to to be able to have a successful retirement plan, especially if you don't have a pension. There's many different ways that you can save these days, and I said in the show's past, it's very important that you save for retirement, but it's also important how you save. You have to learn how to save in the right types of accounts, and it's most important because this is going to determine the ultimate value of your retirement plan. Make sure you put yourself in a position that can provide an increasing income in retirement. And even though a lot of people won't retire with a pension, there are still tools that can position a portion of that retirement plan that can create something very similar to a pension. This is to ensure that you never run out of money. You have to learn about all these things to make sure your retirement plan is set up the best way possible for your specific situation. And this takes information, knowledge, and the updated tools and strategies that are available in today's marketplace. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And Doug, the the next thing we must do, like you said, is to save, not just save, but save properly. And I'm guessing that means utilizing the right types of accounts. There's there's SEP IRAs. If you're self-employed, there's different types of retirement savings plans if you're employed. Talk about what you mean by the right type of account. Yeah, you know, no matter if you work for an employer with a retirement plan or you're self-employed, there's a lot of ways that you can save for retirement. In the second part of the show, we're going to share how to utilize today's latest tools and options to properly save and maximize those retirement nest eggs. Okay. Uh, We'll come back to that after the break then. The the next topic is an outdated strategy that could potentially cause major problems in the future. What we're talking about here is saving in a tax-deferred way. Yeah, I want to spend a a bit of detail here. You know, probably the biggest difference uh, between saving uh, the days of the past versus now is based on the new tax code. You know, everyone's always been told over the years to save on a tax-deferred basis to build your retirement plan. Right. In other words, you take a tax deduction today take the tax savings today and pay taxes on your savings later in retirement when supposedly you'll be in a lower tax bracket. Now, if that's going to be the case, then that's still a valid strategy. But based on tax rates today and where they're expected to go, many people now with this new tax code in place are not going to be in a lower tax bracket in the future. Very true. Okay. So they'll basically either be in the same tax bracket they are now or potentially a higher tax bracket. So if that's the case, if you're saving on a tax-deferred basis and not and taking the tax deduction today from Uncle Sam, that may not be the right strategy. Okay. You know, the, that's the idea of that is with agreeing to pay the government back at a later date at a higher rate. Now, if you've got to borrow money today, let's look at it this way. If you need to borrow money today... And they told you, hey, the bank says, I don't need this money now. You can pay it back later, and we'll tell you when. And, oh, by the way, 
we'll tell you later what your interest rate's going to be. <laughs> now, w- would you would you borrow money from that bank? I uh, probably not. Not if I don't know what the interest rate is up front. No. Well, you're basically doing the same thing. You're basically taking a loan from Uncle Sam. Gotcha. Taking a tax deduction today, and they'll surprise us later, right? With the agreement rate. of paying it back in the future when you retire at who knows what rate uh, of of taxes. Pass. Yeah, me too. <laughs> So if you're like me and you believe tax rates are going to be higher in the future, then you have to save uh, today on a tax-deferred basis. You're really putting yourself in a tough spot uh, by paying tax um, uh, at a higher rate in the future. It's kind of like this. It's, it's like what you're doing now is paying tax on the uh, – or not paying tax on the seed – but waiting to pay the tax on the harvest. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Okay. So there's ways to be more cost-effective, ways to set your accounts up uh, to be more tax-efficient for, for the future. We talk all the time about, uh, you know, if you're still uh, working and if you have a Roth 401k, by all means, consider putting the money in there uh, so that it will grow tax-free and come out tax-free. We talk about doing Roth conversion strategies. Uh, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. But taking all this into consideration is really only important for those who are interested in paying Uncle Sam as little as possible. Well, you know, I always uh, believe we are supposed to pay only what our fair share of taxes are. I don't want to pay more tax than I I have to. So that puts you in the 99.9% tax uh, or people out there. 99% of the people don't want to pay more than they have to. Exactly. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure. So, you know, look at the new rules, the new tax laws, the new tools out there to make sure you're saving. And, if, you know, if you want to uh, get more in-depth on this, just call us at 336-391-3409. Or our website, www.thewealthguardians.com. Okay, another potentially uh, outdated strategy from the past is owning a percentage of bonds as part of your, quote, stable money, Doug. Why is that, why is that outdated? Well, you know, people expected bonds uh, to be the stable part of, of their uh, retirement plan or their uh, portfolios. And just like all investments, bonds go through times when they're very safe and, and also times when they're risky. You know, in environments of increasing interest rates, kind of like what we're seeing now, uh, bonds can be risky because the price of the bond is going to go down as rates go up. And you got to be very careful uh, when you consider bonds as a safe and stable place. There's a lot of options and tools available uh, today that can add some safety and stability. And you don't want to just rely on bonds. And by the way, if you're interested in this idea, uh, there is a detailed report, that uh, white paper written by Roger Ibbotson, that discusses using fixed indexed annuities as a replacement for the bonds in your portfolio. Now, that's a strategy I've been employing for over 20 years. And let me tell you, it's worked very well. So if you want a copy of that white paper, call us at the office, 336-391-3409, and uh, just leave your name and email address, and Joy will send it uh, send it right out to you. But, um, yeah, it's it's been a, a beautiful strategy because, you know, while bonds can fluctuate in price uh, with interest rate movements, indexed annuities don't. And indexed annuities can replicate 
what bonds 10 and 15 years ago gave us in in yield and that was in the six uh, five six seven percent range so uh yeah good good uh, information so call us to get the roger ibbotson uh white paper okay well we were discussing potentially outdated retirement strategies i think that's a great thing for our listeners to know about And that includes not planning for at least 30 years of retirement income needs, assuming that saving in a tax-deferred mode is the most tax-efficient way to deal with taxes long-term and that the use of bonds is a risk-free strategy for your, quote, safe money. So next on our list of potentially outdated retirement strategies is using traditional asset allocation investment strategy with your retirement money. Talk to us about that. Yeah, you know, I want people to really understand what got you to retirement may not get you through retirement. You know, look, when you first started work and you were trying to build that nest egg, you had time. You know, the traditional asset utilization of a buy and hold uh, strategy, a certain percentage in stocks and bonds, mutual funds and cash, that's effective in your younger years. You know, it can work when you have time and you can afford to ride the market. You know, especially if you're putting money money into the account on a regular basis and not taking money out of it. And when the market does fall, you go through a bear market, buying in at those lower prices has a, a, a very powerful impact years later when, when those prices reflate. You know, Bryce, it reminds me uh, of the story we heard the other day from our new clients, Ryan and Terry. Uh, Ryan was telling us a story about uh, the 9-11 market, you know, how bad that was. I mean, we lost 50-some percent on the S&P, and we had the dot-com bust at the same time, and the NASDAQ was down 90%. Well, you know, Terry was saying that, hey, you know, his co-workers got scared. They bailed out. And he said, you know, I'm not going to do that. He said, I'm 18, 19 years away from retirement. I'm just going to continue to, you know, put money in this thing. And he said it worked out well. But he said, now, here I am nine months away from retirement. And if we have another 9-11 market again, it's going to devastate my retirement plan. And, and, you know, he's he's spot on because I'll say this to you folks out there. If you're five years away from retirement, you're probably going to see a bear market here in that five-year time frame. And that is, you know, we call that the red zone. That time is critical to the success of your retirement future. So I'm not trying to alarm you, but I am trying to warn you that if uh, you're in that retirement red zone, you're you're smack up against uh, a bull market, I mean a bear market that's way overdue. You have to have a defensive strategy in place at this point in time. Look, in your pre-retirement and retirement years, you just don't have time to ride the waves of the market when you're going to need to be drawing money out of that nest egg. You simply have got to have a different approach. You know, you just can't afford to take that traditional asset allocation, buy and hold approach. That's the quickest recipe for disaster in a retirement portfolio. Pulling money out of an account that's going down, that's really going to be disastrous for your retirement future. You have to employ investment strategies that adjust and adapt based on changing market conditions and won't ride the waves of the market and put you in a big down position. you got to protect that downside and never, ever put a position where you lose a lot of money, especially, again, when you're pulling money out of the account. And finally, you have to be very careful with target date funds. Target date funds are 
very popular in 401ks, 403b plans, because it's supposed to be that they're safe and stable as you get older and closer to retirement, but these funds do not adapt based on a changing market environment. When market gets risky, such as what happened in the fourth quarter of last year, they don't make any changes. And they, you know, they just base changes on your age. And actually, what we have seen when we've examined some of these funds, and give you a good example, we looked at uh, an individual's uh, target date 2020 fund not long ago. And, you know, supposedly he's going to retire next year, but this fund was 56% in stocks uh, and the rest was in in bonds and and money markets. That's really crazy. And just because it says 2025 or whatever, don't succumb to, to, to the fact that you think that that's going to be a very conservatively managed fund. In fact, Bryce did a, uh, uh, a historical check on this particular 2020 fund, and in, in, a, in a really bad market, probably 2008 or so, it lost 37% of its value. Yeah, that fund uh, and, and so many of those funds, we talked to our clients, Doug, and we asked them about their risk that they feel comfortable taking, and they think that they're aligned with that risk tolerance that they have because they're in those retirement-dated funds. Just because that number of the fund, 2025, somewhat aligns with when they think they'll be retiring does not mean that the risk that is associated with that fund is in line with the risk that they feel comfortable taking. And I would say probably 90% of the time when you and I talk to clients, they think they've got a certain amount of protection by these funds that aligns with them, and they don't. And they're blown away when we show them what these funds could potentially lose again if another 2008 market crash happened. So it's it's you have to re-examine that strategy. I agree with you 100%. And now, Doug, another outdated strategy that we come across is folks thinking they should automatically file for their Social Security benefit as soon as they retire. And we've seen many times that is just not in their best interest as far as getting the most benefit of their lifetime. Is that Would you agree? with that? Well, exactly. You know, a lot of folks just don't realize they can turn Social Security on any time between ages 62 and 70. And if you turn it on before your full retirement age, which is going to be 66 and some odd months for most of us, you're going to get a 25% reduced benefit. But if you wait till 70, you're going to get about an 8% growth rate plus cost of living adjustments every single year until 70. Now, how many safe investments out there can guarantee you an 8% return in today's market? I can think of zero. Uh, Me too. And you know, you, you got to have an income to be able to bridge that gap from the time you retire to the time you turn your Social Security on. That's where proper allocations and, and placements in your 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, uh, in order to uh, identify that optimal Social Security filing strategy. It's something we do routinely, and it's something that we, we incorporate in every single retirement plan that we build for, for you folks. Really, it makes a difference. I mean, it makes a difference of of tens, even fifty thousand, and sometimes we've seen a hundred thousand uh, dollars over a couple's lifetime. Now, along these same lines, Doug, thinking Medicare will take care of all major health care costs in retirement—that is definitely an out 
outdated thought or strategy for everyone out there? Well, you know, it is a misconception. It's common and it's true. Medicare is only going to cover about 80% of your health care costs. And honestly, folks, the other 20% you can go bankrupt on because uh, the rest of it is either paid out of your pocket or you're going to have to get a med sub plan. And you've got to be able to supplement that that Medicare uh, policy. And the other biggest misconception is that Medicare is going to pay for long-term care. Medicare does not pay for long-term care in nursing homes, assisted living, or even home health care. And it's become a big issue with people living longer. Statistically, 75% of boomers are going to need some form of long-term care during their lifetime. 75%, that's a huge number. It's amazing. Now, we should bring up here that another outdated thought in this area is that long-term care is expensive and a use-it-or-lose-it situation, and that's not exactly true anymore. No, it's not. Uh, I mean, you can use asset-based type uh, long-term care policies. They can be designed a number of different ways. Let me just give you one example. Uh, I had a client in our Charlotte office uh, about 20 years ago. He put $50,000 in a non-qualified variable annuity. Uh, today, or it was worth about $170,000. And if he ever pulls money out of that, the $120,000 a gain is completely taxable. So what we were able to do is use a uh, code under the IRS called 1035 and do a tax-free exchange into a long-term care annuity that would basically give him and his wife over $700,000 of home health, long-term care, and skilled care. And when used for that, that $700,000 would come out completely tax Free, So we took $120,000 of potential taxable liability and turned it into $700,000 of potential tax-free liability. So if you've got one of those old non-qualified annuities hanging around and you think you might be interested in some long-term care, why don't you call us at 336-391-3409? Yeah, Doug, these, these asset-based long-term care policies are a great solution for many people out there who that's a concern of theirs for. And I'll, I'll say this, too. Not having long-term care coverage and then having to go through the cost of it, that's the number one sinker of retirement plans out there. That is what brings people's plans in retirement to a grinding halt is having to cover some type of unforeseen health care costs. And Doug, the last point that we want to make is the concept that you can't use more than one type of retirement plan or tool. You know, that's exactly right, Bryce. And, you know, we've got, uh, we're under some time constraint right now. But, uh, folks, you can use multiple different strategies. You can mix and match 401ks, uh, for, uh, Roth 401ks, uh, Roth IRAs. You can do conversion strategies. There's just a lot of different ways that you can build a retirement plan. And obviously, each person's situation is individual, and that's why we want to sit down for the no-cost, no-obligation second opinion and review with you. See if we can identify areas where we can offer additional options, more tax efficiency, social security optimization. So I just want to invite everyone out there to take advantage of our second opinion offer of your current situation, just to make sure that you have the level of control and protection of your retirement assets, so you can confirm that your strategy is one of participate and protect. 
336-391-3409. Doug and I would be happy to meet with you and take a look at what you're going through.